Hour number three. What's happening? Thanks for joining us. Sacramento and the surrounding area. Monica McNutt. Uh, energy level just a little too high for me at times. Just a little too much. She's at like an 11 when I need her at like a 7. Just saying. There's my guy Tim Bontemps too, Rami. Oh. Look at him. There he is. These guys love each other. They should what talk, do you mean by choosing between them? should talk to him about Russell Westbrook and how he was wrong. All right, so. Wow. Not letting that one go, huh? Even before I relish in my, my victories, okay? I don't have a lot of victory laps. When I get them, I, I use the most of them, my friend. Use the hell out of them things. All right, so uh, before game five, even before last night's game, there was some dynasty talk lingering around the Nuggets. There were some articles written, some things said about the Nuggets and whether or not this was the beginning of some kind of dynasty in the NBA. Some people would tell you this was the beginning. And that lingering conversation before Game 5 became a legitimate conversation after Game 5, thanks in part to the people that are actually involved in the Nuggets organization first, here was Michael Malone last night, moments after winning the championship. All the hard work, all the sacrifice, all the dedication, all culminated with us winning a championship. But I got news for everybody out there. We're not satisfied with one. We want more. We want more. Hell yeah. Now, of course, some of that is playing to the crowd. Mm-hmm. And you could say, well, he got swept up in the emotion in the of, moment. of sure. that happening. But then he went to the media room. And he pontificated on that idea of wanting more. Pat Riley uh, said something many years ago. I used to have it up on my board when I was a head coach in Sacramento. And it talked about the evolution in this game and how you go from a nobody to an upstart. And you go from an upstart to a winner and a winner to a contender and a contender to a champion. And the last step is after a champion is to be a dynasty. So we're not satisfied. We accomplished something that's franchise has never done before but we have a lot of young talented players in that locker room and I think we just showed through 16 playoff wins um, what we're capable of on the biggest stage in the world this is just the beginning Jamal Murray was on Scott Van Pelt last night sports center here's what Murray had to say Something oh no that- this is this, this is the first this is the first but it's, it's first of many you know we uh I appreciate the question um you know we knew we could do this you know it's just kind of <laughs> it's because kind of Having everybody locked in, knowing that if we do the necessary things on the court, nobody can stop us, and we proved that. You know, I think we lost four games four. the whole postseason. Yeah, I think that just speaks to, you know, our resiliency and how locked in we were, and uh, I think we could do it again, you know, we just run it back. So Michael Malone and Jamal Murray, very First confident. First of many. First of many. Yes. This reminds me of when uh, you had a lot of Chiefs out there after the first Super Bowl win. And they were talking about six or seven or eight championships. Mm-hmm. They've won one since. Not so much six, seven, or eight just yet. But uh, a lot of talk, a lot of jibber-jabber last night from Michael Malone and Jamal Murray and others. Rami, is it dynasty time for Denver? I asked this before when we were talking about Nikolai Jokic and putting him in the greatest ever conversation, as many have done. Why do we have to do this? Every year, Nick, every sport... Every year, a team wins a championship, 
And again, maybe it's just the media age that we're in. And there's too much time to fill on some of these channels and stations. I'm telling you, that's part of it. And we got we got to sh- we got to come into work the day after a championship is won and go dynasty? Huh? Could it? Huh? Maybe a dynasty? No, N- no. I'll I'll go out on a limb and say this is not a <laughs> dynasty. No, it's not. And I'm not saying that because the Nuggets can't be. I'm not saying that because I don't think they're a good team or I'm I'm trying to disrespect them or downplay what they're doing. Dynasty, Stop disrespecting them the, and downplaying what they did. Dynasties aren't just happening, man. You know what I mean? Dynasties. They're not. You can't th- just go around the corner and get one. No. Dynasties aren't just popping up. Everywhere you look. <laughs> oh, dynasty. Oh, look, another dynasty. dynasty. This, it's ridiculous. They like Starbucks. It's almost reached the point of it's so cliche to have this conversation. It's in the it's in the category of Mount Rushmore's in sports. You know what I mean? Where people are doing it just to do it because you because you're not trying hard enough to come up with a better question or topic or way to spin this game that we just watched. Here's what I hate about the dynasty talk that happens immediately after a team wins its first, its very first, first championship. One. Yeah. That alone, that conversation alone, to me, disrespects all the dynasties that have happened because dynasties are not easy. What happened with the Spurs? Not easy. What happened with the Warriors? Not easy. What happened with the Bulls? Not easy. Other sports? Not easy. What the Patriots did over 20 years with Brady and Belichick? Not easy. Damn near impossible. When Patrick Mahomes came out, and others, Tyreek Hill, I remember especially coming out and talking about it, winning multiple championships and winning six, seven, eight. Like, there are teams that have done that over a long period of time and it wasn't an easy thing to accomplish, to just walk out there and be like, yeah, I think we're going to win a lot of titles. Look, I appreciate your your confidence. The, the players. But the, it's disrespectful to teams that have accomplished that. The players, the coaches, saying what we just heard Michael Malone and, and Jamal Murray say, I appreciate and respect the, the highest level of confidence, even delusional confidence, from the competitors themselves. that That's not who I'm talking about. I, right. Jamal Murray should think they can be a dynasty. Michael Malone should think that, that they can be a dynasty. I'm talking about the people who are not directly involved who and who don't necessarily have a dog in the fight. Outsiders looking in and looking at this and legitimately asking the question or making the prediction that this is going to be a dynasty is it's a little bit absurd. Now, and like you said, a little dismissive and disrespectful to dynasties that have come and gone. I will not say that they're going to be a dynasty after one championship. What I will say is they're positioned, they're well positioned to put themselves into the spot of having the opportunity to win multiple championships. That sure. They're well positioned because they have Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. Both guys are young. They play great together. They seemingly love each other away from the floor. You never hear any kind of crossword between those two guys. There's never, to, to my recollection, maybe I'm off here, but I don't remember once any kind of tension between Murray and Jokic. They've always seemingly gotten along. So as long as you have that combo, you feel good. Jokic, Murray, and Michael Porter Jr. are all fairly young Jokic is the oldest one out of those three. He's only 28. So you have three guys that could be the head of this snake that could really cause some damage across the NBA. 
even better for Denver, the reason why they're so well positioned is because they have these guys locked up. Jokic has four years left and then a player option on his contract. He's walking into a brandy new extension. Jamal Murray has two years left on his deal. Porter Jr. has three years left on his deal. Aaron Gordon has two years left on his deal. Their four best players are locked up for at least two years, if not longer. That's exactly where you want to be. And I've talked about this, Rami, the new CBA, and how it's going to be very difficult to have two guys on max deals. That is still going to be the case, but here is something else. They are positioned to be able to peel away and go in a different route while still retaining Jokic and Murray. Michael Porter Jr. is a guy that might be very valuable in the next year or two. If they decide to trade him off, they can do it. Mm -hmm. They can trade off Aaron Gordon with two years left on his deal. So even with the new CBA, they can manipulate the numbers because of the contracts that they have to keep Jokic and Murray, which is vital because they just answered the ultimate question we ask every tag team combination in the NBA. Can you win a title? It's the, it's the question that has chased Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And until the Celtics win a championship, there's going to be people saying, oh, they should break those guys up. Jokic and Murray just proved it. They can win at the highest level of the NBA together as a pair. The rest is just trying to tinker around and make sure you're keeping this team deep and talented enough. Yeah, they, they've they set themselves up for a sustained success, Nick, which that's that on its own is a hard thing to do. But in a given year, you need you need things beyond your control Always to, need luck. to fall right into place for you to win a championship. When you're yep. talking about dynasty, you're talking about the perfect storm or just the right circumstances two, three, four times over the course of a six, seven, eight-year span for you to call yourself a dynasty. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And that's that's that's... That's a lot. That's the and that that's why they're so rare and why these conversations when they happen in every sport, every year, every time somebody wins a championship is just a little bit ridiculous, man. What do you make of the dynasty talk? 916-339-1140 is the text line. The phone number is 1-800-920-1140. Uh don't forget you can check us out on YouTube, youtube.com, Sacktown Sports 1140. Always love the likes from you. We appreciate it. That's how you know you let us uh, that's how we know that uh, you enjoy what we do here, which is always great. Also, more eyeballs means better things for the brand. So don't forget, YouTube.com, Sacktown Sports 1140. You can also check out the website. Great content there, including our podcast at SacktownSports.com. Get to your reaction. Also, Brock Purdy gets high praise, but this time it's meaningful high mm. praise. Find out from who in 90 seconds. Cattles and Rami. Sacktown Sports. If you were wondering, Rami, Willie Bowen's meal tonight. Oh, I'm always wondering what's Willie eating. We've got the update. YouTube.com, Sacktown Sports 1140. Tonight on the menu at Willie's, mm-hmm. beef stew, Ooh. garlic butter bread, and cherry Pepsi. Nice. That is his dinner. Willie's got to leave that fuzz alone, man. <laughs> the fuzz? Yeah, that, that, that soda's going to... Lean on that colon a little bit. <laughs> Every time he's talking, he's he's got a little soda pop, a little soda water. Nick. I have one with dinner every night, but it used to literally soda, or as I called it growing up, pop. Pop. You did. Pop. You, you were a pop guy. Yeah, I was just wondering. Um, were you? Were you? Were you a pop guy, uh, JJ? 
No, West Coast soda. Yeah, soda. Yeah, Down South for was soda water. I've like always, I've always been. Answer, yes. I've always been soda. In Chicago, it was pop. Pop. It's pop. Can I have a pop? No. Uh, <laughs> I'd be like, no, you can't. I feel can't. awkward. I feel awkward saying that. <laughs> but uh, it was literally all I drank growing up, which explains why I eventually came to be 320 pounds. Now I have one. I have one Coca-Cola Classic with dinner every night. I'm trying to think of the last time I had a soda. A pop. The last time I had a soda. That Pop. did not involve me trying to cure some stomach ills. Oh, no. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm with you, Nick. A I'm a bit of ginger ale. I was sitting there trying to think last time I've had a soda myself. Really? Yeah. It might be years. I'm on Rami's side again. Love me a little classic Coca-Cola. I drank mm. water and beer. That's it? That's pretty much yeah. the only two things, drink-wise, that... Going to my belly. Have you tried the Mexican Coca-Cola? Like yes. the nice glass bottle? Yes. Wow, wow, wow. With what a cane treat. sugar. Oh, oh, my God. It's different. My yeah. guy. It's different. I'm out. Okay. By the way, as far as cherry colas or pops go, Pepsi better than Coke. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'll take your word line. for it. I'm far from an expert. I like cherry Pepsi more than I like cherry Coke. Just I'll gonna, try it. I'll try it this weekend. Out there. The occasional ginger ale after like New Year's, you mm-hmm. know, or some other event. Random Friday or Saturday. <laughs> uh, but soda, no, nah, like I, I really can't I really can't remember the last time I was like, let me get a Pepsi or a Coke. When I was a kid, it was like six, and seven a day. By the way. Oh, my goodness. I bro. know. Regular so, soda. Oh like regular soda. I'm like Willie. It's been since what? I was probably like a teenager. Really? Yeah. Wow. When I, when I got, I was like in college and stuff, it was a lot of Diet Pepsi. Diet Coke gave me a headache. Never liked Diet Soda. Pop, um, whatever you call it. So yeah, there you go. Thanks, Willie. Thanks, Willie. I got some pork chop sous vide. Dinner at, we are here dinner today at Willie's menu. Ooh, mm-hmm. really? Sous vide yes. machine. Yeah, drop it in the water. Yeah. What? 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 Sous vide. You know? You don't know what sous vide is? No, no. So it's like the it's like a wand that you put in water, and it gets the water to exactly the temperature that you want it, yep. and keeps it. At said temperature, so then you would take a piece of meat or a vegetable or whatever it is that you want to cook, put it in an air-sealed bag, you put it in that water, and it cooks at just the temperature. Oh, yeah, I've seen those on the cooking shows, man. Yes. yes. Like Guy so Fieri's Tournament of Champions and so stuff. I've got, I've some, uh, got some pork chop sous vide. And then what? I'll center her. cut? Where are you at? Center Moines? cut, okay. yes, sir. Center cut pork chop, Ugh. bone. I don't right know what I'm having. I'm going to get one. Mm-hmm. Are you a uh, bone or non-bone? No, there's a bone in there. Yes. But, I, oh, I mean, which way do you go? I, I tend to um, – bone adds a little more flavor. Right? I can go yep. either way, yep. Yep. but yep. bone adds a little more dry flavor. Dry rub action? Uh, it's got some olive oil, lemon, thyme, salt, I mean, pepper, garlic. Why did I bring up food? And a little Dijon mustard. <laughs> oh, this – I mean, it. you know, this is the wrong show, Nick. I know, exactly. We're out of here. Rock Purdy, man, we're going to talk about him for the next five months. <laughs> What's Brock Purdy cooking? <laughs> <laughs> uh, touche. Touche. Uh, so there you go. Willie, Willie gave us uh, some content. There. I've literally been thinking about that pork chop since I sat in this chair. I'm not going to lie. Something wrong with you. Uh, let's, let's talk about Brock Purdy to pry Rami away from his pork chop. <laughs> so yesterday we had Jeff Darlington from ESPN say that neither Trey Lance nor Sam Darnold had done enough to supplant Brock Purdy as QB1. And the season seems to likely rest on Brock Purdy in his ability to play good football. Kyle Matson, our friend, who has done some midday shows here at Sacktown Sports, he, he wrote about this. 
Uh, pretty cool story. So the NFL Players Association believes in Purdy. Purdy was ranked number one on their list of veteran rising stars for this season, just ahead of Jets wide receiver and reigning offensive rookie of the year Garrett Wilson and Cowboys fifth year running back Tony Pollard. Can you be a can you be a rising star when you're in your fifth year? I don't know. Uh, the list is meant it to is identify veteran, veteran rising stars. Well, right. the list is meant to identify quote top rookies and veterans poised to have breakout seasons, gain fan support, and ultimately rank among the top sellers of all officially licensed player merchandise. So there's a few things here, right? I mean, fan support, that depends on the fans. Top sellers of merchandise depends on the fans, depends on how long that player's been here. There's a little bit of the secret sauce at play. Right. Because Brock's only been here for seven or eight games as the starter, so... It's likely his jersey sales and merchandise sales are going to be very good if he becomes QB1 and plays well. A lot of people already got their Patrick Mahomes jerseys. Right. So the sales of Patrick Mahomes jerseys probably slow has slowed down over the years, where Brock Purdy, not a lot of people have that jersey yet. So it, it would make sense that more of those might sell. And fan support, again, it's the idea. I was reading something a couple of weeks ago that said that the Niners, I think, had like the second best fan base due to some studies. So you also have to play... Uh, uh, You also have to play that game as part of it. So having a breakout season is only one-third of the – what word am I looking for? The formula? Yeah, I'll take that. wasn't the word I'm looking for, but it works. Recipe? Now, this does – Back to my pork chop. This does matter. Mm -hmm. uh, Power through the food. Uh, It does does matter to me more than any pundit on any TV show – or any schmuck like me talking into a microphone because these are actual NFL players. It's the Players Association. Their opinions matter. So the third, the one-third part of this of having a breakout season, I don't know how this was weighted, but it's better to be tops on this list than not on the list at all. And there's legit talent behind Purdy, like Wilson, and like Pollard. You also have to wonder, Rami, like this this could be weighted towards quarterback. Yes. Because players think quarterback right off the bat. Yes. So th- th- there, there is some context with this. But overall, obviously it's a good thing. There's nothing bad about it. No, nothing bad about it at all. And I think it carries a little bit more weight than some of the, the praise, speculative praise that we've heard from people when it comes to Brock Purdy before, Nick, because these are the guys that – have and will go out there and compete against this dude. I, I always put more stock in that than I do talking heads or even front offices or coaches. Give me give me a player's opinion on another player before anything else, quite quite frankly. But you're right. That's this isn't this doesn't necessarily mean that he's gonna make the biggest leap of anybody on that list or of anybody in the NFL. There are a lot of different factors that go into this as as you were laying out. But what this does say is that the Players Association, at the very least, doesn't think Brock Purdy is going to fall flat on his face. Right. That he's going to take that starting job and at least be good enough at it. He ain't going to flame out. Right. That 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 the hype will will continue to rise and grow around him. If they didn't believe that, he wouldn't be on this list. If they thought he was going to flop or that last year was a fluke, he me, wouldn't be on there. Let me play devil's advocate for fun here. Or they could be saying, well, he's on the Niners. There's that as well. They're going to win. There's that as well. 
Kyle Shanahan, great defense. Like They won with Jimmy Garoppolo. They won with three quarterbacks last year. They're going to win. So it, it could be some of that. I will I will say this, Rami. If Purdy ends up being above average to even really good, there is no limit to the Niners' window. The Niners' window is not a short-term issue any longer. Like, if Purdy ends up the guy, doesn't have to be a top-five quarterback, doesn't have to be elite. If he ends up being above average to really good, then you're talking next five, six, seven years. Ayuk's young, Bosa's young, Purdy's young. Yep. So that really does change the math and trajectory of this program. And it would be great for the Niners if if he does end up being that guy. NBA insiders say this franchise is about to go big game hunting. We'll tell you who next. It's like music. You walking in, trying to get a vibe for it. I was going to say, like walking into a nightclub. In the 70s. It picks up. Hold up. But then I heard kind of the, I don't know if it was a female voice or. It says Miami Vice. The voice is, yeah, the voice is throwing me off a little bit. Because I was thinking more like funky kind of groove, but then I got like the. You still don't know who it is? Smooth R&B feel. Well, that's exactly. Here we go. Now I just walked into the nightclub in the 70s. It does feel like a little 80-ish yeah. kind of nightclub. Yeah. Yeah. Miami, for sure. Miami Vice. You got the button up, I got wide the, open. I got the teal V-neck t-shirt on. <laughs> yeah. This, the khaki shorts. This feels to me oh, like oh, a scene. Then, in, then we got that. that that's a change-up. Then we went to the 90s New York club. <laughs> <laughs> it ran out. The bed ran out. That was, uh, do you guys know who that is? I now? don't know. Sade? Oh, okay. A little nope. Sade. All right. It was perfectly laced is. because it's called Cherry Pie, and the YouTube chat is going off right ah, now on fruit. So. That that felt Those to like, me like uh, the detectives walking in the uh, gentleman's club to ask the dancer if she knows anything cute. about the murder. You know I don't I mean? know. No. 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 Okay. Not, not uh, <laughs> the pace wasn't quick enough. <laughs> the walk, 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 walk. Yeah, like there needs to be a little bit more uh, yeah. energy to it. For that. I didn't neon, say these movies and TV shows got it right. I'm saying <laughs> that that's what the scenes <laughs> feel like. I don't know how many clubs you've been saying. to, but that, that, that's not the kind of music they play at the clubs I've been. I've never, ever. I wouldn't uh, uh, <laughs> frequent establish <laughs> such a I never, ever. <laughs> Me? Never. Uh, no. All right, let's, uh, let's get back to uh, the uh, finals last night. Fellow. We talked about the Nuggets and their possible dynasty and all of that. Uh, but what's happening with Miami now? I mean, you could you could look at this two ways. You feel really good about the run. Nobody expected you to get to where you got. You could also look at it that you finished 2-7 and seven in your last nine playoff games. And, you know, there was a lot of kind of outlier performances during this run. But, you know, you could look at it. If I was a Heat fan, I would have said playing with house money, man. Like, great, great run for these guys. But now you got Gabe Vincent and Max Struess. They're both free agents. Jimmy Butler is going to be 34 years old in September. So inevitably, Rami, the question is, what's next? Uh, here is Sham Sharania with uh, his thoughts on the Heat and a big name that they looked into during this season. The Heat have a couple free agents of their own, Max Strews, Gabe Vincent, but I think beyond that, they're going to explore seeing what the star market is out there. And, and 
just to give you a glimpse of what they've looked at over the last several months, they made an offer to the Nets for Kyrie Irving at the deadline, from what I'm told, uh, right before he got traded to the Mavericks, before the deadline. So that just gives you an idea that I, I think there's been some level of, of, of understanding that trying to get Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, just another piece that can take the load off, especially during the regular season, could be of importance. And and the question is, you know, where do they go from here? Do they circle back on Kyrie Irving? Do they? There's there's going to be names out there in the marketplace as the draft gets closer next week. Uh, what player can the Heat potentially get? Man, I'll tell you, Kyrie business is booming when you listen to some of these uh, insiders. For a guy who didn't seem like had much interest around him during the trade deadline, all of a sudden now we're talking LeBron going to Dallas. We're talking Kyrie in the Heat, and the Heat wanted Kyrie. So that was uh, that was Sham Sharania. I'm not sure what changed. <laughs> to me, nothing. Uh, here is ESPN's Brian Windhorst, and uh, this is one of those – Windhorst index finger jobs, uh-huh. right? When he's like flooping around and mm-hmm. giving you the the possibilities and trying to connect those dots. Here's Wendy. Things are lining up for the Heat to go star hunting, which they do on a on an, on an annual basis anyway. But particularly this year, with where Butler and Adebayo are in their careers, and with the window before new rules come in that will make it harder to keep the, a, a group together uh, in two years, this is the time for the Heat to go. They do have Tyler Hero coming on to a large new contract um, who can obviously be used in, in a trade. Duncan Robinson totally rehabilitated his value during this playoff run. And Caleb Martin became a player during this season. A lot of players, um, really, a lot of teams would really have interest in. So keep an eye on one thing I'm going to say. The Heat have, uh, they owe a draft pick to the Oklahoma City Thunder in 2027 that has protections on it. If the Heat reach out to the Thunder and make a side deal with them to lock in that draft pick, they could potentially free up three first-round picks to trade by next week, including that number 18 pick. Now, I wouldn't say they'd have to go to the Thunder, but that is what the league is watching. If there's a, if there's a move with the Thunder, it indicates that they have something uh, out there. First things first, I don't doubt the information that Wendy has. I don't doubt that there might be a deal here with OKC, but – that report was very pro Miami Heat. Yes. Like everything was, well, they have Duncan Robinson, whose value has skyrocketed the last month. They have Tyler Hero, who's a 20 point a game scorer. Settle down. I have a really good feel for where Wendy got this information from. Somebody in Miami, as they pumped the tires, Duncan Robinson's contract is still not a good contract. Tyler Hero is on the books for $27 million this upcoming year. Almost $30 million for a guy That's a lot for who's Tyler not a Hero. great creator for yeah. other people and doesn't play much defense. Jeez. Kyle Lowry's on the books for $29.6 million this upcoming year. It's possible that Miami can put these pieces together, but the one thing that I have noticed over the past several years is the media's infatuation with Miami getting the big name. If you just watch NBA Twitter during the summer, every player is going to Miami. Every player loves Miami. That's Pat Riley. That's Pat Riley in his front office doing work with these insiders. So I appreciate the info, but to me it was very, very pro-Miami. I don't know if it's going to be as easy as Wendy made it sound for Miami to just go out there and pluck a third star. And Kyrie Irving specifically, Nick, we talk about... 
heat culture. And, and I've talked about the fact that I think it's a very real thing. And I think it was just the right place for Jimmy Butler to go because he's a psycho and they're all psychos down there where nothing matters but winning. And, and guys aren't going to be offended when right. you turn to the guy next to you and go, what the hell are you doing? You were supposed to be there. You were supposed to do this. You know what I mean? Or you're not trying hard enough. You you didn't get back on defense. You know what I mean? They expect to hold each other accountable down there and to compete at the very highest level. How are uh, self, self-delegated self load management days going to go for Kyrie Irving because he wants to go to his sister's birthday party or whatever other reason he comes up with <laughs> to not go to work? Though there <laughs> There is an election coming up. I don't know if that's going to make Kyrie take a couple weeks off. Exact, not, not want to go to work that day, whatever the results of that election might be. He is not a fit at all to me. In in Miami, when we talk about the the Kyrie Irving rumors specifically, I don't. And hey, if they say they checked in on him, they checked in on him at the trade deadline. But I just don't know how that works or how that fits necessarily when you look at his personality versus the personality or culture of that that organization. Anything is possible, and I would not rule out anything because Miami is a lovely place to live if you're a professional athlete. Eric Spolster is the best coach in the league. Pat Riley's a smart guy. They've done a tremendous job developing talent. Obviously, the amount of undrafted guys that have proven to be good NBA players. They're going to need help, though. This whole Dame Dollar thing, for example. Yeah. You need to cre- you need to create 50-plus million dollars to ship out. You're going to need somebody to want the Tyler Hero contract. Is Miami going to take Tyler I mean, is Portland going to take Tyler Hero and Kyle Lowry back for Dame Dollar? Sounds like a deal to me. And, oh, well, they'll give them first-round picks. Yeah, but Miami is a contending team. How good are those first-round picks going to be? Right. So they're going to need help. It's not like they have this, oh, we we have this can't-beat package of assets here that we can deal you for your superstar. That's what Wendy made it sound like. Oh, well, we have Duncan Robinson's contract. You saw him in the playoffs, right? He had, like, four good games. No, we got Tyler Hero. Ah, forget about it. He missed the entire playoffs for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. Guy's a good scorer, and pretty much that's what he does. Don't you want him in his $30 million a year? They're going to need help. They could get it, but they're going to need some help. They said what's coming up? You never know what you're going to get with an open mic. It's the good, bad, ugly, and funny from this past week in sports. They said what? On Cattles and Rami. Got some good stuff this week. Got some good stuff for They Said What. Monica McNutt's dress is distracted. Distracted by something? That yeah. is distracting. The I don't even know what you call it. It's very that. awards showy. The frill? The fr- is that what it is? Is it a frill? Simone, help me out here. Is that a frill? A frill right? We will accept frill. Um, it it ac- looks like a collar. I don't know. It goes across the top of one yes. shoulder, but then yes, under yes, yes. the other. It's a very flowy frill. The one-sided moment is very in right now, I'm, I, I will say. I'm here for it. That just seems like a lot for a day at work, like just to do <laughs> just to do a TV show. That, Like I said, that looks awards showy. Tim Bontemps rocking the uh, blazer. Looks... Maybe a little aged. You and Tim Bontemps, man. <laughs> Jeez, let it go. Taking shots. Let it go. Taking shots. For some reason, my phone. Come on, Tim, say something. For some Smart. Reason, 
My phone is transcribing all this for some reason. What do you mean? I don't. It just started. Like I had my text messages open, and it just started doing a oh, talk to oh. text. Wait a minute, you had your text messages your open. Phone was open. This whole thing. There's oh no way God. your text messages Shut were up. open. The guy who's hardly ever on his phone during breaks. Coming back from a commercial. All right. I'm not distracted. There's going to be I'm one focused. day I'm going to remember, I'm, and I'm going to literally count I'm how many in. breaks out of the total breaks you were on your phone. I am locked in. You're trying to tell me. Oh, I'm right okay. here. Oh, tomorrow should be a banner day for you. Why is that? Because you're getting ready to leave for Los Angeles on <laughs> Thursday. Enjoy oh. yourself. We're going to get full throttle distracted, yeah. Tommy. I've told you this before. I Some people, they lollygag. I sprint to the finish line, yeah. man. I know what you say. I sprint to the finish line. I know you say that. Right? Yeah, I know you say that. So it's the doing part. Right I, through the tape. Hmm. Right out of the stadium, actually. The guy who gets uh, distracted over uh, his pork chops last it's, segment is going to try to tell me that he's going to be fully focused when he's on his way for a long really weekend. really looking forward to that pork chop. <laughs> <laughs> I am an hour right. and 13 minutes away from going home and yeah. finishing touches on that. You're <laughs> counting the minutes down to the pork chop, but you're not going to be Can't counting wait. the minutes down to Los Angeles and San Diego tomorrow. <laughs> 73 minutes between me and a pork chop. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> well, who's counting? Tiki-taki, tiki-taki. Do you have it on a it. timer? Sorry, last it is. question. Yes, okay, there yes, you go. it is. We can get out. It's doing uh, its own work right now. Simone's ability to recognize when she might have misstepped or took it yeah. too far is yeah. a, a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's like, like yesterday. As she's asking something or saying something, she's also cutting herself off <laughs> at the past, knowing that she didn't have to necessarily go there at that moment. I think my mind works similarly to Rami's, where oh, I start already asking the question, but then I just heard and yeah. processed what you said, which was trying to move forward, so I still had my question i needed to get off my chest but yeah i'll get out of here that's exactly how my brain works that was, that was, that was a lot that. that just happened that was a lot i know i'm breathless i know oh, and okay, I, st- I i got it all <laughs> <laughs> i understood all that all right uh let's try to get to they said what so mike mcdaniel was one of our uh favorite quotes during the football season love that guy his delivery some of the things that he says uh, and he was asked about Dalvin Cook, who was released by the Vikings. And there were a lot of people saying, oh, Cook might end up in Miami. And he still might. He still might. But here was Mike McDaniel uh, talking about that in the last few days. March 3rd, 1983. Uh, that day I was born, right? Now we take a closer look at that date. And that, in fact, was not yesterday. Okay, so... Um, People that are on, people that are rumored to be tall, short, people that are rumored to be, um, you know, that's, you're not, you're not going to get this guy. I'm year two, okay? What? What? what, what? <laughs> he wasn't born yesterday. You're not going to get him to answer a question he knows he shouldn't be answering is what he's I saying. Well, fine. <laughs> That was a very uh, convoluted way. And to he's just in say, year two. Maybe wasn't more was, last night. Maybe when he was a rookie, you might have got him with that. Not in year two. He could have just dropped the whole, you know, I was born at night, not last night. Could have dropped that one on us. I love that guy, man. He, he is. Uh, he looks at things differently. He very much seems like a guy who uh, I'd hang out with till like 2 a.m. eating Cheetos and playing Halo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Chilling. Have you seen him? He was at like every Miami Heat game. Was he really? Yeah, he was always in the front row, obviously. He seems like he's living his best life 
Like he's a guy who knows how he to enjoy the, like, the moment. He had the like the the two or three buttons, button sure. down. Ooh. Settle down, Simone. Settle All right. down. All right. And how he, many buttons down you go? Uh, depends on the shirt. <laughs> okay. No more than two, though. I feel like yeah, same. I'm not flashing hamburger meat. You can do a three if it's Miami. You can do a three. If I've had a few oh, drinks. Oh, I could do a three anywhere. Oh. If, <laughs> if I've had a few drinks, <laughs> I'd drop down to three. Oh, boy. <laughs> We, we we saw what You're happened. A little sweating, you might take your shirt off. We saw what that happened happen during the uh, Bucks celebration. <laughs> I'm guessing you had a few uh, a few more than a few cocktails. The entire shirt was off. A few more than a few. I like that. <laughs> a few multiplied by a few. Had a few like. and then a few more and then a few more. And all of a sudden, Rami's shirt was above his head as he's whipping it around in the middle of Milwaukee. With his chest showing. They were about nipple length. Hamburg meat flowing all over the place. All right. Uh, PG-13, Paul George, uh, on his podcast with P, podcast, told a classic story about Steven Adam. One of the funny stories I had with Steve-O, bro, we, we was playing late in the game. We out of timeouts. So it was like a stop play. I think they were reviewing something or something like that. We needed a timeout, but we didn't have any. So I'm looking at Steve-O, and he's like doing this, scratching his face hard as f-. I'm like, steve like, bro, what you doing? He's like, oh, mate, we don't have a timeout. I'm trying to bleed. Yeah, exactly. Bro, he's Crazy. trying to bleed. Blood. He was oh trying to bleed so we can get the refs to give us a timeout. Hilarious. He's like, mate, we don't have a timeout. I'm trying to bleed. I'm trying to bleed. <laughs> I was He's like, bro, I, I, I respect Viking. it. I respect it. Damn. But he had like hella moments like that where he, he, he that dude was a, a warrior. Steven Adams goes hard, man. There's no yeah, doubt about that. He does not care. He's trying to Ric Flair himself. How about Paul George's pipes, by the way? Yeah. He's down there. He's got, he's got a little bit of Barry White in him. That's crazy. Not though. the greatest Stephen Adams impersonation. I'm trying to cut myself open to stop the like. Remember, he's just when, like scratching at his face. Remember to cut when himself. Jason Kidd pour, like spilled water on the court because yeah. they were out of timeouts. Yeah. He had to stop the game. Yeah. This is another level of yeah. just insanity to try and stop the clock. Yeah, it's, it's not that important. Really, when you think about well, it. Well, hey, it depends on who you are. For Steven Adams, it was very important. It's better have been a playoff game, cutting yourself open for a regular season game. Going all Ric Flair on people. Does he just carry around a razor blade like old school wrestlers used to do? <laughs> just keep it in the keep it in your gums there. He's got he's got the finger wraps. He's got the little the little blade underneath the white finger wrap. Uh, Charles Barkley was on TNT during their NHL coverage of the Stanley Cup final on Saturday. And uh, Chuck discussed being humbled at the uh, hotel he was staying at. Who's- no, I got to tell you okay, something. All right. So yesterday I was at the hotel. I walked up to Jack Eichel and said how great he was. I think he had zero idea who I was. <laughs> I did. He was at the hotel. We sat at the same hotel. I said, hey, Mr. Eichel, it's an honor. You're a great player. But he looked at me like, who the hell are you? It was pretty <laughs> funny. I guess maybe the generation, but it was great though when you, Teddy Potman came and introduced himself to you. Said, "Look, he's I know who my you generation. Are. Right. Like, hey, J- uh, Apple got zero idea who I am, but Mr. Potman, I know who he is. But when I walked up to Eichel, he was awesome. Number one, he was very cordial. I said, it's an honor to meet you. He's a great, great player. 
but he looked at me like, and who the hell are you? <laughs> and we know who you are, Charles. Thank you again for doing this. Always a pleasure. Um, we know who you are, Charles. Good TV rap there, there by are, that guy. Huh? There are people. There are not people who don't know who Charles Barkley is. Jack Eichel is one of them, apparently. Who is Jack Eichel? He's a hockey player for the Vegas Golden Knights. Is he? Is he good? Yes. Okay. I don't know who he is. He's one of the best college players years ago, a few a years back. Taste of your own medicine, Jack Eichel. I don't know who you are. How dare you dismiss? <laughs> I'm disrespect. sure he'll be brokenhearted that Rami Matlock does not Barkley. know who he is. How do you not know who Charles Barkley is? I don't care how old you are, or if you're a basketball fan or not. The man is everywhere. Yeah. He's the voice it, of Subway commercials it's, all of a sudden. It's very difficult to imagine. All right, last one. So uh, DeAndre Hopkins begins his uh, visit with the Patriots tomorrow. Bill Belichick was asked about Hopkins yesterday. So uh, report that you guys are going to have DeAndre Hopkins in tomorrow. Is that accurate? Mm, I don't know about that. Talk to him. Not working through it. I'm not sure. They asked about the date. I wasn't. I'm not sure. Okay. But is the plan for him to? Well, we we're working through it, so I don't really have anything to add to that. I don't know if the uncertainty was on his end or on your end, whether or not you wanted to. No, I think it relates more to the logistics and things like that. So I'm not really a travel agent here. I'm not going to say it's going to happen here or not going to happen. or whatever. There's a lot of other stuff going on that I'm not directly involved in, and so I'm not going to say anything. And then, you know, you turn around and sit up and misled you in some way because that's not what I'm going to do. Not a travel agent, bro. That was... Not a, not a travel secretary. I don't know his itinerary. That was the Mike McDaniels answer that we got in the beginning with 20 years added to it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that was also peak Bill Belichick. <laughs> That's 20 years of grizzle added to the Mike McDaniels answer that we got earlier. Like, you really think I'm going to answer that, man? You know I can't answer that. What do you think I am, an idiot? I'm going to sit here and answer that so you can call me out later for lying to you? I don't think so. I wasn't born yesterday. So there's uh, this week's They Said What. A new champion of the NBA will fill the top spot today. It's coming up next. Cattles and Ronnie. Sacktown Sports.